Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network, episode number six. My name is Rob Howden, joined today by uh, an industry member who's probably, I think, has been in the sport significantly, actually, longer than I have, actually. Uh, Andy Saisman from FTK Promotions and Full Throttle Karting. Uh, we're going to spend this episode of the Industry Insider talking about the challenge of the Americas. Uh, obviously, that program making a major uh, evolution uh, into 2018, and it was actually a successful one as well, moving from the the, uh, the Rotax package to the Rock Cup program. Uh, and to be able to get out of the gate as they did, I think that Andy will tell you as we kind of review a little bit uh, how things happened uh, in 2018, how that uh, debut went. All in all, I think an overwhelming success. Now, first off, Andy, welcome to the Industry Insider. Great to have you back on. We had you before the season started. I think it's just right that we bring you back on to kind of review even though we're two months down the line, review what we saw with the Challenge of the Americas. No, oh, yeah, absolutely, Rob. Thanks, uh, thanks very much for having me. And you're right. We we kind of talked about doing this this review a little bit ago, but uh, you know, life is busy for all of us. Between <laughs> it is. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, you know, as soon as a challenge ends, it's like Easter, Mother's Day, graduation, Father's Day this weekend, right? We got Fourth of July coming up. I mean, I, I figure we we better get this done now. Or we may not be able to talk in October. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's it's late enough that we can still review last year, right. and we can still talk about 2019, and it's not that far off. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's, yeah, it's true. Exactly. exactly. Isn't it nuts? Yeah, because we're we're really what seven months away, probably from the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, in the past, you know, I didn't even have to worry about getting getting dates until you know October, November. You know, very first couple of years. Oh yeah, I you know I'd come back uh, after my birthday in yep. September. Go okay, time to get dates. Now I've I've already requested dates for next year for for at least yeah. one track. <laughs> Well, a lot of, you know, and that's something I think is part of the sport now. There's obviously a, uh, I don't, don't want to say a battle for dates, but there's so much racing going on in the off season. Uh, I had a, a off season. I was going to go there. You can't even call it an off season anymore. We're not able to have the old, you know, the old uh, KMI trade show that we used to have, Card Expo, which, which was such a great event to get everybody together at that wasn't a racing event. Exactly. We can't have that because, you know, as we all know from, Essentially, from the very first week of January all the way through to the almost the end of the year, there's a race somewhere, uh, regional or national level race. And you're right. You're grabbing dates and getting things locked in. Uh, that said, we'll come around to that afterwards. Let's let's talk about how things went in 2018. You know, I, obviously, the writing was on the wall in 2017. Uh, Rotax, which is working hard to try to make a bit of a comeback here in 2018 now, midway through the season. Um you decided, hey, you know what? I got to do something different. Rotax is essentially disappearing on the West Coast where you draw your drivers from for the Challenge of the Americas, which to obviously fill people in that maybe haven't heard of it or have not run the Challenge, it's the premier West Coast, you say off-season, off-season race, or off-season race, but I call it spring training to a certain extent, right? It's that here, great here winter go. series. Tell that- FTK, phone's ringing. Hold on one second. <laughs> do it. You keep I talking. I'll be back in one second. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you're a cart shop owner and you try to tape – or I say tape because I'm too old – record a podcast uh, here on the EKN Radio Network because when you're a one-man show with a cart shop and the phone rings, you make sure you pick it up. <laughs> so, Andy will come back and join us here in a couple of seconds. I love it. Uh, 
again, talking a lot about the Challenge yeah. of the Americas, which is that winter series where everybody goes to, the people in Canada who want to get out of the out of the snow, people that just want to get racing again, the opportunity to to kind of get back behind the wheel out of three race series, which has been around for, what, 11 years now, Andy, I think? Uh, correct. Yeah, we started in 08, and uh, so we set our 11th iteration. So, again, now that you've taken care of your phone call, hopefully made some money. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a 12-card 12, 12 order. Uh, they're coming by this afternoon to pick them up. So. Perfect, perfect. Cash up front, I hope. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> hey, so you make a big change for 2018. You decided to go Rock Cup, uh, an engine package that has been around for a long time. Of course, they have their Rock Cup International Final in, in Italy. It's a major series over there. There's been some rock stuff over here as well, but you make a big move. T- talk a bit first now as we get ready to jump in and discussed how the things went. What are your thoughts on making that move? Was it the right decision? Are you happy with where you are right now? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, unfortunately, like all of us, everything has a life cycle. And I think um, for, for whatever reason, you know, um, the, the previous program had come to the end of its life cycle. Um, we could go on and on, but we don't yeah. need to rehash that stuff. That's a different show. Yeah, for sure. It's a different, like, it's a mini series. It's like Roots. Um <laughs> But uh, for sure, I mean, every, everything kind of has a life cycle and, and, and the writing was on the wall for a year or two and we were kind of holding it together and holding it together. And in the end, I mean, it just it just kind of went away and we had to do something. I mean, this is how I make my living. It's how I feed my family. So I had to had to kind of regroup and, and look at what else is out there. And obviously, you know, the IME program does does very well. It has its its own roots and its own program. So, you know, you know me, I've always been on the other side of that. So uh rock uh started rock approached me a couple years ago and the timing wasn't right um and then as as the this all started falling you know last fall and when winter earlier this year um we started to talk and and obviously the the timing was was much better and um and we made the move i mean it's been you know 15 16 months i guess since i made the official announcement and official change and you know, by all means, it's it's been it's been a positive a positive change for sure. Well, you know, I think one of the 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 things that we always talked about was the fact that you were you were changing the engine format. The product itself overall didn't change. You know, it was still the same venues. It was still the same staff that you bring to the track. It was still the same culture, the same ideology, the same atmosphere. You know, David Cole and I were out there covering it for EKN. We we're doing the live broadcasts. For for the most part, it was just different engines you know a lot of people a lot of guys just roll in with a team anyways and rent their package uh through the pro it could have been anything it could have been iami it could have been rock it could have been moturi it could have been yamaha it could have been briggs whatever it may be yeah i mean challenge uh, america is challenge america i mean look look exactly. this past weekend right you had quincy in the park right i mean yep. uh, the last time it ran it was a uh, 100 cc open and you know i mean the classes the class structure was nowhere the same but it's still quincy in the park it's true enough, and they had a fantastic event, which was uh, which is big. Now, okay, so you make the change. Uh, you know, we get to the opening round at, at Phoenix, and I think you obviously took a deep breath. Essentially, you didn't grow, you didn't fall, you had the same numbers as you capped the season off last year. It was just that that solid transition. To, you know what? We're here. We've got great customers. We got awesome drivers. The racing was fantastic. We're just we're going steam ahead. Now we start moving back forward. No, absolutely. I mean, I, you and I talked, you know, a year ago, <laughs> as, as time certainly flies, um, you know, and, and then we talked again last fall and we talked about that number, right? Challenge started with 75 in, in 2008. And my goal was just, God, if I just start back with 75, I know how to grow it from 75 up to like 140 where it wasn't at yep. peak. So, 
you know, I already have that experience under my belt. So if I could just start again with 75, I mean, we, we ended the last Rotex version of the challenge with 65 drivers. So 75 would have actually been growth. And to show up, um, show up in um, in Phoenix with eighty five drivers, I was I was happily surprised for sure. It was, it was that was a that was internal win. I was high fiving myself absolutely. I bet, I bet. When you look back at the season, are there any highlights, lowlights? Is there anything that you think, hey, you know what, this is something I'm going to really work on it to fix? Or wow, I was really surprised or happy with how this went. Um, yeah, I mean, from certain highlights. I mean, look, you, you know, you know how promoters think. The first highlight is we had, we had not one red flag, not one ambulance run. That's always, yeah. I mean, that's that's how we all judge ourselves at the end of the day, regardless of what the bank account says. Um, if if that ambulance sits there and, and nobody gets hurt, man, that's that's a successful event. And and that was the same for all three. We didn't have an ambulance run at any venue the whole year. So I mean, that's a that's a huge a huge relief and a huge win for me for sure. Um. Two, you know, we always talk about the last year, you know, 2000, winter of 18 is last year, but um, was it was going to be a strange year because most series actually shrink as the year goes on. I knew it was going to stay the same or grow, and we, we did the same, right? We went 85, 91, 86. So, I mean, the numbers stayed the same. But for me, the, the huge thing is because we run LO206 um, along with Rock, the Rock numbers actually, as, as the numbers stayed virtually the same, the Rock numbers increased by 25 percent um over the over the course of the uh, of the the series so the rock participation grew in in you know in a big significant percentage which uh, which was great you there yeah okay okay oh, i found good this Lord. on the for the this rock is what happens you're got, fantastic. You're a fantastic interview, interview salesman. This is yeah, good. I know. You're I'm amazing, right? Fantastic. Well, I'm not great with technology, so Siri thinks I keep asking her questions. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This is classic. All right. But, uh, yeah, so, so the bottom line is we, we grew, you know, um, you know, we're actually bigger than we were in 2017, did a complete rehaul of the engine package, and – Within the the confines of the series, the rock participation grew. So all that huge positive for me. So we'll we'll talk about the future in a, in a bit. Now, you know the other big positive I think at any time is, and, and I love I love what the program does. And that's you know we've talked with it when it was Rotax, whether it's Rock, whatever it may be, but sending your championship drivers, your champions, to a major event, it, you know, it's that big calling card. You know, it's that big draw for a lot of drivers. You've got six drivers heading to the Rock Cup International Final in, I, be, I believe it's is it October or November this year. I think it's October. It's always October. Um, it's uh, second week October. of October, like the 9th, Trem- 9th through 13th. Tremendous race. I got a chance to announce it a couple of times. Um, you were there last year, I believe, for the first time. You said it's just such a tremendous race at South Garda. And you're sending six pretty badass drivers over there to, to uh, represent the challenge, which I think is going to be very cool. No, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, obviously there's no micro-rock class at the – at the international final. So we're sending um, six or seven champions. Um, our micro rock champion did get a ticket to go to the rock, the Rio event. So he's still won, you know, a significant prize, but I mean, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, from, from mini rock, a kid like chase Gardner, who, you know, is, is an up and coming, you know, mini driver. We see him at several events across the country, you know, no putting in, you know, either a podium or a top 10 finish at everywhere he's at. I mean, Junior Ugo Uguchuku, we don't need to. Even, I mean, he's all over the world. I mean, he's That's top right. quality. And then, you know, then, then we got a lot of our you know West Coast drivers, right? Jim McKinney and Senior, who's always been a name that you never really saw outside of Phoenix. 
right? Every once in a while, you'd see him somewhere else. He did the, he's done the challenge plenty of years, but everybody knew him as a Phoenix driver. Well, yep. he had a great weekend in Phoenix, and then and then just kept putting in solid results and won the championship based on that, right? Exactly. Um, Masters, Eric Jackson. I mean, they're one of the best Masters drivers in the country. Agreed. Um, Masters shifter. That's uh, Calvin Chen won that, but unfortunately, Calvin cannot go to the Rock World, so he uh, we gave the prize to second place, which is Nick Firestone. Nice. So, I mean, Nick, you know, high quality uh, Masters shifter driver, been around karting forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, he's going to represent well, and then finally, um, Alex Keys won senior shifter. So I mean, that's a I mean, Alex with his GRC stuff and everything else. I mean, that's that's a good lineup of drivers to take to Italy for sure. Agreed, agreed. You know what? And you get a you know obviously look at the mini and the mini and the junior categories. So you got Chase who is doing does so much racing that he's really developing quickly. You know, he's just getting better and better. Uh, I was at the race in Texas and he got a couple podiums there. This is a great young mini driver. Ugo's going to do a fantastic job. And I just I love the fact that Jim McKinney's going to get over there, and Eric Jackson, uh, Nick Firestone, just to be able to have that experience of of going to that amazing event. And again, you get in there, you get comfortable, and, and you pick up the track quickly. You can find yourself up front. So, yeah, for you, I think uh, you're going to have a good lineup of guys. But the bottom line is, they're your guys again. You know, those are your champions. You're going to the Rock Cup with them. Uh, I'm sure you'll be proud seeing those guys go into competition. Absolutely. I mean, there's always a sense of pride when you see, you know, the drivers that, that came and supported your series and, and they, they earned their way to the championship and then you you get to go support them. I mean, you know, I'm certainly not their mechanic or their marketing guy, but uh, I'll, I'll be there to help support them in any way that I can and, and, and make sure that uh, make sure that they at least have a great time, if not get a great result. So let's, let's start looking towards 2019. I know that uh, it's still seven months away, as we said. You're already putting out the the, the bids for for dates. Uh, any any particular plans that you may have to to grow the series? Because we, we do obviously know that you know you and I have talked about this many times. A series like the Challenge of the Americas relies on strong regions around the country that run the package you run for guys to be able to come down and race. So. You know, we're seeing growth for the Rock Cup program up in NorCal at the Sanzaru Game Series at Sonoma. Uh, it's growing slightly and, and I guess probably consistently down in, in SoCal as well, now that the Rock uh, obviously running with some of the tag classes that are happening in Southern California. Uh, where else do you see growth and are there any other plans that you may have to try to get that 10% growth we want to see every year? Actually, um, uh, several programs have actually, I mean, if you... Uh, like the the Can-Am Karting Challenge, I know, um, up in uh, the Pacific Northwest. I mean, if you look in their class lineup, they're they're allowing rock engines for the first yep. time in their class lineup. They're kind of making it a tag program, which is actually great for them to kind of wrap their arms around as many people as possible in that area. Um, you know, Rock the Rockies is slowly getting started um, in in the uh, in the Colorado area. I mean, even Phoenix. Um, we have a few folks in Phoenix that, are, that have embraced the program and and. Here we go. Somebody's walking in the front door. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. In addition to in addition to the Sonoma and uh, as well as uh, as Southern California at the Tri C program, um, we're certainly we're certainly seeing pockets and areas where there's there's some rock growth that that will pay dividends in 2019. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Andy. And with that said, knowing that there is growth, there are opportunities for p- people to run the rock package in more places like Colorado, as you said, which is growing slightly. Uh, you're going to have the guys growing as well in Florida and maybe more guys will come over to, to run with you as well. Are there any specific plans How to, that, you, that you have maybe something new you want to bring to the program? 
Well, obviously, one of the, the, the newest engine that's come about is, is the uh, 100cc package. I mean, obviously, you know, once again, IAMI has a great package in that in that price point in that area, and, and Rock has one as well. I mean, look, neither one of them really invented anything. They just went back to their filing cabinets in 1994 and, uh, and, and put a starter on it, right? I mean, 100cc read um, is certainly not a unique product in the sport of karting, right? But obviously, there was a demand for it. Otherwise, both manufacturers wouldn't have come up with something. So we uh, we finally got ours about a, about a month ago, about six weeks ago, and I've already sold 15 of the 100s here in Southern California. I mean, there we, we blew through our first shipment of 50, and there's another 50 on the water, and then there's another, I think, 150 or 200 behind that. So that's, that'll be a little bit of growth area. I mean... Obviously, as I get back to Tri C during the during the heat of the summer and, and keep working on on um, the rest of the or the rest of the the package, but um, but for sure right now it seems like the the hot ticket as we speak is is the 100 cc rock product the VLR. So, do you believe that that that's a, pro- a program that you think could be added class structure wise to the to the challenge for 2019? It's certainly possible. I mean, if the demand is there, I mean, heck, yep. I, I mean, I'm, I've asked Garrett. I mean, we haven't talked about this, but I've, I've asked Garrett if, if there's enough demand to add it to the, to the real program. I mean, obviously, you know, with, with the 200 or 250 entries that'll be there. I mean, th- there's room in the schedule to add that product. I mean, if the demand is there, they, they can add it to the Rock the Rio, and that'll kick off maybe, me, maybe me adding it to my program as well. Interesting, interesting for sure. So again, lots of stuff happening for the cha- the uh, the challenge of the Americas for 2019. Again, my guest today, Andy Saisman from FTK Promotions and Full Throttle Carding. Stick with us, folks. We got more to come here on this Industry Insider after this quick break. The Rock Cup USA Kart Racing Series is a division of the internationally recognized Rock Cup Racing Program, powered by the Vortex Engine Package. The program promotes parity within the classes, and the parent series Rock Cup is an FIA-authorized international series with a 15-year history in over 32 different countries. Powered by the Vortex engine platform, Rock Cup USA offers a competitive racing package throughout its promoted series, including the Florida Winter Tour, Rock Festivals, Rock the Rio, Challenge of the Americas, and a flourishing regional club program throughout the United States and multiple Canadian series. All the best rockers from around the world have the opportunity to take part in the prestigious Rock Cup International Final, an international event that crowns global rock champions. In 2017, the Rock Cup International Final had a record number of countries represented, 49 from five continents, and saw 415 rockers take to the grid. Rock Cup International Final tickets will be awarded at the Florida Winter Tour, Challenge of the Americas, and the Rock Festival. For more information on Rock Cup USA, please visit www.rockcupusa.com. After a long, cold winter, summer is fast approaching, so you know what that means. It's time to sign up for Nitro Kart Summer Camp. Our first summer camp last year was a great success, so we're doing it again on June 29th to July 1st at Carolina Motorsports Park. Nick Tucker and guest instructors will teach winning racecraft techniques such as qualifying, race strategy, passing, drafting, and defense driving. And guest experts will discuss subjects such as driver fitness and nutrition and marketing and sponsorship. We'll also teach the kids basic cart maintenance and the parents will learn advanced tuning tips. Nitro Kart Summer Camp is for Nitro Kart drivers only, but arrive and drive packages are available. 
We'll have special offers on new nitro carts since we know you'll want to buy one if you try one. Space is limited, so go to nitro-cart.com to sign up today. Hi, this is Ben Mayer, factory nitro cart driver number 67. I went to the first nitro cart summer camp last year and I loved it. It made me a better driver and it'll make you one too. Are you looking for a new cart shop? One that treats you like you're an important customer? If so, look no further than Acceleration Cart Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time karting business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Cart Racing, We're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, engines and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, IAMI. MG Tires, Vinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tillet, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and KNN. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shop. AKR.com. Again, shop AKR.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. Shop AKR.com. Welcome back to episode number six of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. My guest today, Andy Saisman, the promoter of the Challenge of the Americas through FTK Promotions. But you know, let's start talking full throttle karting, Andy, because we've kind of looked at the challenge a bit and how great you guys did last year, getting out of the box with the new engine package with Rock Cup, some stable numbers all the way through the season with growth, actually, in the Rock categories. We talked a bit about what we could do for 2019, that you, there is a potential to add the VLR 100cc Rock engine into the, uh, the class structure as well. Let's talk Southern California. Let's talk, you know, obviously, Full Throttle Karting has been a major player in terms of uh, a supportive kart club and, you know, one of the only brick-and-mortar shops as well. Uh, you actually have a kart shop on a main street with, uh, what? with as we know, oh, an open door, yeah. phones that ring. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This happened twice already today. Isn't that an amazing thing that you actually have a, when you have a brick-and-mortar, people walk in the door, which yes, is great. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I'm, I'm right on Catella Boulevard Tell Avenue here in Orange, yep. which is, you know, I have uh, Angel Stadium and about a mile and a half west of me and another two miles past that at Disneyland. So it's not like I'm on a, on a little side street somewhere tucked in a, 
and a little industrial park. I'm I have a I have a retail shop with actually glass doors and a marquee up front. You know, let's and it's that said. So you've been around your 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 trackside as well, of course, uh, at the events for the the Tri C. What's what is the current focus? You know, what what are you focusing on with full throttle karting right now? Um, you know, the, well, the major club that we support is uh, is the Tri C Carters. I mean, they do a great job. That's um, you know, Tri C really went through a, a couple of dark years there, and and you know, when we when we jump started, you remember the LO two hundred six lounge a couple of years ago? Yeah. Um, yep. You know, we jump started that program. Mike Giles from M two Power Sportswear and I um, jump started that program, and. And we went from, you know, having three guys running around LO2 of sixes to having like 40 or 50. So, I mean, it's, it's been great for that club. And it's, and it's strange. The psychology of Carters are always strange because, because a number, the, the club number that the club has to hit to become viable again is 100. I've, I've looked at this a thousand different ways, like we talked about. I've been around the sport a way, way long time. And, yeah. um, you know, Tri-C was down in the 40s or 50s. Once, once LO206 exploded, all of a sudden, they hit the 100 number, and then the minute, the, the minute they did that, they were up in the 140s. And it's because the guys in the other classes went, oh, they're at 100? Okay, it's, it's a reasonable cl- place for me to go race now. Now, the 100 yep. Yep. had nothing to do with tag or shifter or anything else, but it brought those guys in the minute it hit 100. It's amazing how that works, right? Numbers breed numbers. Breed numbers. numbers you want to race against lots of guys. Yeah, for sure. It's true. So, you know, Tri C is is a is a is a great old school club. They wrap their arms around as many people as possible. They have tag classes. They have LO two hundred six, hundred CC, both with the old school KPV and the, and the new version with with the starter on it. So um, that's that's the club I support. You know, first and foremost. I mean, obviously, I, I distribute the tires for Rock on the West Coast. So I'm involved in that, and then. You know, we had a series here for several years called F100, which is really kind of a group of 40, 40 or 50 KPV guys that used to get together on a, on a monthly basis and run. And that program kind of got taken over. It, it kind of faded and, and it got taken over by a new group that changed the name and called the Formula uh, Karting Championship. And, and those guys are focusing on 100cc, the 100cc tag. They have a shifter group. So the rock shifters available to run in their classes, the, the, VLR 100 CC tag is allowed to run. So um, between that and Tri-C, I, uh, I have a, a good club schedule to follow. And then later in the year, um, you know, I touched on, we have Rock the Rio. And then I go to the um, the Rock Worlds. So, you know, my, my days are filled um, for certainly at the racetrack. And then here at the shop, you know, once again, just having a brick and mortar shop, there's still phone calls and people that walk in. I mean, it's people don't walk in and say, uh, build me a car. I want to go national racing. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. But uh, but people still come in and buy product. People still come in and chat about karting, and and we still sell some new products, some used product, and get people into the sport. I like it. Now, you gave us the uh, the update. You know, your, your what you're focused on here in 2018. What what do you, are you? What's your opinion right now of karting in in Southern California? You've been around long enough just to watch the ebbs and flows. You know, the when ICAF Region 7 was strong, and then, again, as you said, you know, Tricy Carters was a bit strong, and they had those couple of years where it was just almost down and out where the point where they considered shutting down. And as you said, the, the, the 206 program really brought life back to Tri-C. We've watched the LAKC go from, you know, 1.200 and something drivers down to uh, settling in at wherever it is now, 150, whatever it may be. Overall, give me your thoughts on, on karting in SoCal. I think it's still it's 
like like everything, still get pushed and pulled in several different directions. I mean, you have you have one faction, you know, that is that um, you know. I mean, obviously the the Scusa Pro Cart faction, which is also LIKC, they do a good job, and they have their programs. And then you have a couple satellite programs, but you know, like like we talked about, you have Tri C in the Formula Karting Championship. I mean, in in the winter time, there was a the Willow Springs Karting Club. Uh, you know, they had forty or fifty guys there running. I mean. There's, you still have pack at uh, at uh, Paris that still runs, you know, with twenty or thirty, you know, mo- mostly focused on juniors. But it's certainly not what it was, Rob. I mean, you and I have this have had this conversation about, yeah. like I said, Region Seven was drawn. I mean, in the in the mid two thousands, Region Seven was drawn three hundred entries. Now that wasn't three hundred drivers, but it was still three hundred entries. Um, Pro Kart was getting one hundred fifty. Gators, my my regional program back then, was getting one hundred, and there were six clubs that averaged over yeah. hundred a month. So. There were well over a thousand race entries every month, and it wasn't the same two hundred guys. It was yeah. seven hundred different carters doing this, you know. So, so what do we need? Like uh, again, the big difference is there because regional series are regional series. It's the fact that we don't really have those six clubs anymore that have a hundred guys coming each every every one of the race we, races. So, hundred percent. Is there a possibility of somehow getting those clubs back? You know, is is that Willow? Is the Winter Series on Willow? Potentially something that could that could have a willow club again. You know, we, I, are you going to see what do we got to do to get the clubs back? I guess is really my thought. Yeah, that's a, we right? make more, the sport more accessible. I mean, here yeah. once again, you touched on it a minute ago the surprise. Well, you know it, but the fact that I have a brick and mortar shop. Yeah, how right? many how many brick and mortar shops are there anymore? There are. Yeah. It is it is a dying breed, right? And and. I, there's no blame to it. The, the market asked for for a certain experience, and then the, and then you know the, the the businesses supplied it, but then that became the new normal, which which has pushed away a lot of the regular Joes that walk in and spend forty five bucks a month on carding. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. And, and those are the people that made this sport go for years and years and years and years. So you know, LO two hundred six has certainly done a good job bringing those folks back. Um, you know, to some respect, I, I think you have a, I, the two cycle folks look at LO206 and are like, well, that's, you know, you know, the comments that are made, right? But it's like, they're butts in seats, man. You got to, you got to get the people in the seats. And I think that's well, what, I, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's, it, racers are racers. I don't care if you're running a, a 125cc shifter, a lay down or, or a 206 on a, on a quarter mile track. It's, Carding is carding, and it's different for everybody. I, I hate when two cycle guys look down at four, at four cycle racers because a lot of the best four, four, or two cycle guys came from four cycle. You know what I mean? That's where you start. That's, Ryan Hunter uh, Ray. I don't. I don't know if Ryan Hunter Ray ever raced a two cycle race. Ryan Hunter Ray, exactly. Tony Kart with advanced racing engines, I believe, was on the side of that thing. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and a lot of guys did that. It's the bottom line is is the four cycle program is the it's that's the ease of entry. Yep. That's the best way to get into the sport. Four thousand, five thousand dollars brand new package. And that means two thousand dollars. You know, you look online or on the EKN classifieds, we're seeing fifteen hundred dollar, two thousand dollar complete ready to go carts. That's for sure. That, that's a that allows somebody to get in the sport easily. I just hope you don't see the one that got stolen out of my shop a couple of weeks ago. I was going to talk about that. <laughs> we'll get a sore subject. We'll you got a couple we'll carts stolen. The, the, the bottom line is. Uh, at least for me, so that so the tie-in for me is I think that the Rock 100 has has the ability to then wrap its arms around another type of customer. The people that, for whatever reason, don't want to do a low two a six, but want to get into karting, that a package that's you know less than sixteen hundred bucks, 
You can put it on a used go kart. You're still talking about that same three or four thousand dollar package at this point. Right? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know it's only six hundred dollars more than an LO two six at this point. So to be able to do that, bolt it on and go run, um, I think it will draw more people in. I think this will help for sure, and then it'll wrap its arms around the folks that are still as as the KPVs and the Yamahas are really really drying up for whatever reason. It gives those folks another avenue to kind of keep keep racing. Well, it, it is that, you know, we talk about the different levels, a 206 price level, speed level. You look at mm-hmm. the 100cc price level, speed level, 125 liquid cool tag, you know, it's price level, speed level. It's, you got to pay to go faster. And there, and that gap between a 206 and, and a tag, an X30, a, a rock cup, that's whatever huge. it may be, it's man, smart. that's, that's it's a big jump. It, it's a big jump in everything, that's right? Huge. Whether it's, whether it's speed and temp, I mean, uh, and, uh, and price, it's just, it's expensive. And it's that, a big and jump. That, and that leads circles right back around to about where we talk about where karting is now, right? The, the minute that tag, and, and I was a part of it, the minute that the tag, whether it be Rotax, X30, Rock GP, et cetera, Leopard, the minute that that became the de facto entry-level package, man, that's that's when the sport started to dry up because the cost and the, and the speed was too much for – it's too much for half the people I see at the track, let alone people trying to get into the sport. You know, Andy, I'm sure you'll you have this experience as well. One of the best examples I have is talking to Eric Jones at, at Cartsport North America. Of course, their shop right at GoPro Motorplex. They have a ton of people going through their rental programs, and Eric would tell me that you know people would come out, they'd spend a hundred and something dollars on the rentals, be pumped up, and say, "Man, I want to race these things." And they'd get into the cart shop, and it's I just spent a hundred bucks. How much does that cost? Yeah, and it was an arrow with a, a leopard on it. Well, race ready with a, with with everything and a data acquisition system. That's a test ten thousand yeah. dollars, and the guy just looks at you like, "Whoa, there's not a chance." Yeah, and that we we lost a customer because at that point we weren't able to say, "Hey, this thing here, this used package is two thousand. Yep. And now one of the big reasons why uh, at GoPro they added in the the two hundred six. They went two hundred six. It brought a lot of people in. They get great numbers for their club races. In fact, it's probably one of the bigger the bigger clubs in the country right now. Uh, because of that reason, they're able to get someone out of a, out of a rental cart into a cheaper, more affordable four cycle. Yep, one hundred percent. All right, Andy. Any any other thoughts right now? Looking forward to uh, to two thousand, the rest of two thousand eighteen and two thousand nineteen. Huh. Well, like I said, my schedules, you know, between uh, between the two the two folks that I that I support, and then uh, and then getting ready to go to Italy, go to go to Vegas, and then uh, challenge planning. I mean, my. It's weird. My off season is really this time of year. It's, it's <laughs> right. how my planning goes. It's it's weird how my how my schedule is so offset. It's being like a, I'm I'm off pit cycle. You know what I mean? Yep. But um, but things I want to look at in the future. I mean, obviously, there's been some demand. There's been a lot of talk for me to do a, you know, oh, we need a, we need a full summer series for the rock. And I'm like, okay, calm down. We need to grow this, but we need to grow it properly. You know. So I, I am looking in 19 maybe. Maybe to add a, a short summer program, you know, three or four races. I don't know. It just depends on where it fits in, right? There's a, yeah. there's a lot going on. And um, and just jamming stuff in the schedule for the sake of jamming it in makes no sense to anybody. But um, I, I think there is a demand because that was always the concern, especially when I did Rotex as well. The challenge ended and then we don't get anything to the Nationals. What do I do during the summer with this thing? Besides go club racing. And there's still people that want to go to a little bit higher level event. So... I don't know. I'm 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 looking at ways to to you know to fit in a summer program next year. We'll see how it pans out. You know, I had folks tell me I should have done it this year, and I tell them they're all crazy. I mean, that would that would have been that it's too much too early. I mean, 
Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that would have been, it would have been overkill. You might have oversaturated what you had. We get Again, people you're, on Facebook that say, we need, I, I tell you, there's a, we get on, they say, oh, we needed a summer series issue. We need a series in Southern California. And I said, I said, there's a series at Sonoma where you can race your rock eight times. There's Tri-C, you can race it eight times. I ran the challenge within eight hours of my home base here. There were three races and there's Rock the Rio. There's 20 races that you could run your Rock GP or your Rock Shifter. And then that doesn't even include the Formula Karting Championship. So what, 28 races? How many more do you really need True. right now? That's it. Yeah. Get out there and support an event that's already running. Yeah, just support it and, and we'll yep. figure it out. And, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm looking at you know, trying to figure out if we can fit something in next year. And and if the demand is there, um, you know, we'll be talking to some teams and customers over the next three, four months and, and figure out if it's a viable option. And if it is, we'll do it. That's good insight for you. Uh, Andy Saisman, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. No problem, Rob. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, maybe someday you'll stop by when you go to Salty Dog. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Mm-hmm. There you go, folks. Andy Saisman from FTK Promotions, Full Throttle Carding. And of course, the Challenge of the Americas. This has been the sixth episode here in 2018 of the Industry Insider. Thank you so much for joining us. Bye for now.